1: Since it
0: first started tumbling into Ireland through the old pirate coves of West Cork and in the stomachs of drug mules coming from Miami, cocaine has become the drug of our nation. It has swept in like a blizzard, dusting every corner of every small town. And so swift and total has its spread been that the Irish are now some of the biggest users in the world. But to unravel how a small island like ours on the edge of Europe ended up such a big player in the major cocaine leagues. We must follow the white supply lines back to the beginning. We must follow the routes it has taken as it travels across the globe. And most importantly, we need to follow the cowboys who put us on the map. So join me, Nicola Talent, for my new live show, Cocaine Cowboys, the story of Ireland's love affair with Colombia's biggest export. Limited tickets now available for February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick, February 15th in Cork's Everyman, and at Dublin's Three Olympia on Sunday, February 18th. Tickets available at venues are on mcd.ie.
2: Liam Byrne is a free man. He's not wanted in any jurisdiction. His dealings with cab are done, and he's using an anchor chat phone at this stage. As he always has for a long, long number of years, he's hands off and everything. So he's doing this over these encrypted networks, probably feels relatively safe. Somewhere along the line, a plot has been cooked up between, it is alleged, Dean Byrne and Thomas Balmer-Cavanagh to make a number of weapons available.
0: I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Cocaine cowboy Liam Byrne appeared in the Old Bailey court this week via video link from the notorious Belmarsh prison where he will be kept until his trial for firearms later this year. Byrne and his brother-in-law, Thomas Bomber Kavanagh, along with four others, are facing charges emanating from the EncroChat phone hack, and which the prosecution alleges involves a plot to hand over firearms to the UK police in order to get Bummer a lenient sentence on drug trafficking offences. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the background to the case, about the conditions in Belmarsh, and about what to expect from the upcoming trial. This is Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com. Things are looking increasingly worse for Liam Burns since he was last sort of enjoying himself eating. His paella and drinking his sangria in Mallorca with his family over the summer, and had his collar felt by police who put him into custody and extradited him to the UK. But the case against him, Thomas Bomber, Kavanaugh, and others was heard or was certainly mentioned earlier this week in the Old Bailey. We had a reporter there. Um, now, they weren't ready to go ahead with anything. It's been arranged to March 1st, but interestingly, both. Burn and Kavanaugh came on video link from Belmarsh.
2: Yeah, I mean Belmarsh is is probably England's most notorious prison, or certainly one of them. Um, it was it used to be described in the newspapers over there as uh, the UK's Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. Not really because of the conditions in there. No, it wouldn't fairness, have, thought, no. yeah. But they just that at one stage it had a high degree of ISIS prisoners and people like at that at that stage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he, he he's so in there. the most there.
0: notorious prisoners in the UK are housed in Belmarsh. It's yeah. Category A for men. Yeah. And you're talking about the London bombers. You're talking about...
2: Um, there was... Major like, well,
0: organized crime figures. Yeah. Julian Assange, of course, oh, yeah. is in there. I wouldn't currently. think he's scary though, would you? No, I wouldn't think so, no, no. Mind no. actually sharing a cell with him, I'd say he's loads of info. He would, he'd be good for... Good for the gossip, <laughs>
2: he'd wouldn't be he? good for the gossip, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's other prisoners like... Um, Ali uh Hado Ali who who stabbed a, he stabbed a an MP to death, um a guy called David Arnes. Oh yeah, yeah. So and the other prisoners along that line. There's a guy called uh, Delroy Grant, who's a serial rapist known as the Night Stalker. So yeah. It's basically one of these prisons with really high-profile prisoners. and uh, there seems to be also regular prisoners as well. But it's...
0: And high-profile gangs. I mean, it's, you know, organised crime. You're talking the top end of organised crime, the firearms charges, that kind of thing. You'd wonder how an Irish operation would bed down there, would settle in there. I mean, the strength and numbers, obviously. Um, but there would be other larger gangs, London gangs there. You know, would Bomber Kavanagh and Liam Byrne have enough sort of rep behind them to to feel comfortable there? They well, it's possibly do because these are unusual
2: uh, places. They are unusual places, and they have obviously they have their own connections that we don't even dream yeah. to know about. But it's high security prison, which is is the same as we only have one high security prison in Ireland, which is Leash prison. Now it's hard sometimes for us to make a distinction between what that is, but it really means that there is that kind of round the clock protection that there's in in Port Leash prisons case there's there's army people on site and it's just a much more monitored system and it's not just monitored um to 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 stop uh, violence within the prison system but it's it's probably heavily guarded and intimidating but, for a normal person no and doubt. and also to it's much more carefully monitored to stop people within the prison system continuing their criminal activities on the outside now no doubt that's not always successful mm. Um, But it is, uh, is, that is a feature. And likely keeping
0: them away from one another in the same way as happens here in the Irish system, that their, you know, their enemies, their rivals are identified before they're placed in particular wings. Exactly. And, you know, they don't want it to kick off in prison either. But nonetheless, I mean, while both Bomber Kavanagh and Liam Byrne have been in prison before, it's a long time since they were kind of doing porridge. I mean, they've been living very extravagant lifestyles for the past two decades. So it's a big come down. And obviously, you know, like most people facing trial, no doubt they're going to fight these charges. You would imagine they certainly look as if they're going to do so uh, at the moment. Um, But they have obviously got this the trial date, September, we're talking six weeks trial.
2: Yeah, six weeks trial in September now. You never know, of course, but any court system that can be yeah. pushed back, but that's what was given today.
0: And rearranged. They're back. They're due back before the old Bailey in March. But what I've noticed in regards to an awful lot of the cases I have been dipping in and out of because I would attend a lot of them remotely in the UK and the north of Ireland. Since COVID, they've been very prone to accepting them on video link. Yeah. You know, before that... Prisoners were constantly brought. You know, it was a day out for them. Actually, wasn't yeah, it? It was it a bit is. of a break from the monotony of prison. Yeah, um, they were brought to the courts, and they would have had their lunch on the way or whatever with the prison guards. Bit of an outing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I um, think it's still more more like that down here than in the north. And yeah, prisoners tend to be physically present, and the court uh, believe that's important. I think. Um, they also then get yeah they get a day out they get a trip. Highly and inefficient
0: and, and expensive on the taxpayer. I mean, can you imagine how much it would cost to transport Liam Byrne and Thomas bomber Kavanagh into the Old Bailey to stand to be told, which is what happened in the in the courtroom the other day, that they hadn't passed the Manchester they're calling it file onto the other side. So basically, it couldn't go ahead. Nothing could happen, and it was just adjourned. Very quick hearing. Yeah. But like the cost and the security of bringing them physically into the courtroom for that.
2: Yeah, well, you're right. Uh, it definitely these things these things are very procedural. There's an exchange of files, and there's always a saying: "We didn't get this, or this hasn't been disclosed." Um, I'd imagine for the arraignment, which is in March, again, you won't hear any significant evidence. But people, an arraignment is where people are formally uh, charged. Plead. Yeah, well, they formally make a plea: you're yeah. guilty or not guilty. And nearly always um, they're present for to make that plea. That would be unlikely to be done remotely. It could be done remotely. But usually people either plead guilty or not guilty. And, and the it, evidence
0: is 17 charges against yes. the grouping, um, which is uh, Liam Byrne, Thomas bomber Kavanaugh, Daniel McLaughlin, 36, Sean Kent, 37, um, and Thomas Bomber-Cavanagh's son is still fighting extradition.
2: Yeah, but he's in named in he's he's named named proceedings Cabernet, and yeah. also Peter Keating or Padder Keating, as we you know, is also uh, known better.
0: He may be transferred or likely will be transferred from here to the UK yeah. before that September.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Daniel McLaughlin and Sean Kent are UK nationals. They're not uh, known over here. But what you see basically is there's charges relate, relating to three offences, really, Um which are uh, two dates conspiracy to, to possess weapons and ammunition. Um, and then there's a third charge faced by uh, Bomber Kavanaugh and Liam Byrne about perverting the course of justice.
0: It appears that um, Liam Byrne is the one who's been described almost like you know as the you know the head of this plot. He's certainly been described so far in the UK court as being the connection between those two firearm charges or plots, essentially, which are go up to make the case.
1: Yeah. So, so two I mean,
0: incidents when now this stuff we've been told before has been picked up on Encro chat a lot of it. So we're talking about two incidents which are going to form the case against them. And they're obviously two separate conversations or two separate arrangements for these guns.
2: Yeah, so I mean, it comes from April and May in 2020, um, the initial charges, and they're to do with basically conspiracy to possess firearms and ammunition. Now, Liam Byrne, as far as we can tell at this point, is never going to have been caught in in... Red-handed with these guns at
0: but that it, point, Liam Byrne was living in Manchester, as far as we were aware.
2: Yeah, and and, and moving between Liverpool, exactly. And Bomber Kavanaugh presumably Birmingham. was under under the in 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 the legal system in prison. Yeah, he would point. have been
0: in custody, all right. Yeah. yeah, he was in custody and facing those big charges. That case that I went over to, yeah. in London. So, um, with- and he was kind of he was worried at that stage. He didn't know what they had on him. He, I think, had been initially charged and convicted of a kind of a small firearm offence involving a pink stun gun that was found in his hand, in his house rather, that was a holding charge. While in prison, he was taken out and told the level of charges, the level of drugs that they were looking at him being responsible for, which was over 200 million.
2: Um,
0: He actually took a little bit of a, a health problem at that stage I think he had to go to hospital he had a bit of a heart flutter or something um, so it's around this that this is going on Liam yeah. Byrne is still out and about he's travelling between Birmingham um, Manchester and Liverpool Yeah, and um, he's he's, he's yeah. on he's, these phones
2: yeah so he's basically you know he's he's operating uh, from what we've been told he he was operating at Bomber Kavanagh's organisation at this stage he's the number one man Bomber Kavanagh is in in Custody and certainly has taken probably a hands-off approach. So at this in this is in April and May 2020, uh, Bomber Kavanaugh knows he's going to prison. He's agreed to plead guilty at that stage. He doesn't know what he's gonna be sentenced. Um so in at this point, obviously. Somewhere along the line, a plot has been cooked up regarding possession of, I think it's 11 uh, firearms. Um, Liam Byrne is a free man. He's not wanted in any jurisdiction. Um, he's His dealings with CAB are done. Um, and he's using an Anchor Chat phone at this stage. And he's, as he always has for a long, long number of years, he's hands off and everything. So he's doing this over, over. Over these encrypted networks probably feels relatively safe. Um, and they somewhere along the line, a plot has been cooked up between it is alleged, Lean Byrne and Thomas Palmer kavanagh to make a number of weapons available. Uh to hand up a number of weapons. To hand up a number of weapons, to make them available to the NCA, the National Crime Agency. Um so there's obviously chat.
0: So this is they're basically in the background cooking up, hoping to God that if they hand up some weapons, yeah. Um, and this is what we sort of know for the moment, obviously this evidence will play out. Yeah. Um, but the story in the background here is that between Bomber Kavanagh and Liam Byrne, they decided if we can give up 11 weapons to the NCA, yeah. allow them find those weapons. Um, and this ha- actual find happens in Newry yeah. in the north of Ireland. Um, that they will look on Bomber more favourably when it comes to the sentence hearing, when it comes to the evidence they're giving to the court yep. in regard to him. And of course, it all backfires. It
2: all backfires. And I suppose it's, you know, it's coked up by Bomber Kavanaugh, really, because Lean Byrne is a free man and Bomber Kavanaugh has 100% landed him in, in, in it. So they're also facing a charge of perverting the court of justice in relation to these weapons. And I'll give you, I'll read out the actual charge because it really describes the, the overall plot. Um, the men are accused of attempting to pervert the course of justice between 2020 and 2021. That covers both of those movements of the weapons or the alleged movements of weapons. And the, the actual charges, it relates to a series of acts, namely possess firearms and thereafter hide them and then reveal their whereabouts to the National Crime Agency to enable Thomas Kavanagh to receive a reduced sentence on Operation Hornstay with the intent to pervert the course of justice. So that's quite long, but it really describes what they were trying to do. They were conspiring to possess these guns and then make them available and, and that was under this Operation Hornstay and that tip was
0: off the cops to where these firearms the are cops. so that the cops can get these firearms, celebrate the fact yeah. they've taken them off the streets and he- in 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 their minds, if this plot happened, I mean, yeah. it's still up to the court to decide whether yeah. or not this is happening the way the the UK state are saying it happened. But in their minds, had they been doing that, they would have been hoping that this never came to light no. and that Bammer would simply be treated in a kind of a kinder way, shall we say, yeah, when it came to sentence hearing. They might have said, ah, oh, he's not that bad or he
2: didn't. He no, didn't import that much drugs, and this is this this is the deals that people believe go on. Look, possibly some of them do go on. I don't know where s- some police officer somewhere across the world will stand up and say, you know, he's he, he you know he's had a hard time and a tough life or whatever. Um, so that's that's the perverting the course of justice. But yeah. obviously, then the other the other two tranches of charges relate to the to the anchor chat, mm-hmm. um. Conspiracy to move these weapons around the place uh, and to get get their hands. The anchor
0: chat phones, which no Irish criminals were using, <laughs> according to the Garda Síochána. Exactly. The head of exactly. the Garda kona who didn't.
2: Do you, how do you feel about that, Nicola? I if don't we think really bad you... about it. I just don't think there is enough. You
0: no, know, I don't think there's a head plate yet for this one. But so. seriously, you know, I mean, Liam Byrne, like, you couldn't have a more significant criminal figure. No. From Ireland. No. Uh, you know, a guy who headed up. The Crumlin organization, the Byrne organization, which was the Irish uh, entity of the Kinnahan cartel. Yeah, he's using a bloody anchor chat phone.
2: Yeah, yeah so I mean, look, I mean, at, at that, at, at a certain point in, in in you know the Kinnahan cartel, Dean Byrne was the absolute head of their their most prolific wing, and they were. I think it used to be estimated. I don't know how that figure came about. That they were the Kinahan cartel controlled eighty. 70 to 80% of the drugs trade in Ireland, you know, at the point of when Leinburne was at his, at his peak. So mm. he was obviously using Anchor chat. So there, there's the movement of these weapons. And interestingly, um, you're speaking about Anchor chat in Ireland. Um, one of the people that is named... As part of this plot, in the second tranche of charges, which are Jack Cavanaugh and Padder Keating, are two of the people that are named to possess. They're accused of possessing uh, wet firearms and ammunition. Padder Keating, of course, uh, never lived in England. Um, presumably, he was in Ireland. Presumably, we ha- of course we haven't seen it. Uh, presumably, if if Liam Byrne was was texting him. Over Anchor Chat, he had to be receiving it on an Anchor Chat device. Glad you said that, not me. Um, so we haven't seen that, but um, Padder Keating, of course, would be well known to people who've listened to this podcast. He would have been, um, he was a guy from West Dublin. He's currently serving a lengthy sentence in regards to uh, uh, a plot uh, for the Kinnaghan cartel um, to murder Michael Gately, a uh, so Padder Keating is serving an 11 year sentence and he's obviously been mixed up in this in this in this plot and um, we haven't heard a lot of evidence obviously of him but he is named specifically in those court
0: proceedings He is and they're looking to extradite him to the UK to face these charges he hasn't finished his sentence here in Ireland but it appears that he may just be extrad- they may sort of forgo the end of a sentence here to allow him be extradited on these other charges like Keating uh, you know he wasn't just responsible for that plot to kill Mago no. Gately which backfired sensationally on them. He was also Bomber Kavanaugh's number number one guy here in Ireland. He was very, very significant player for Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, and he certainly, what we know of him since he's been brought before the courts here on these uh, extradition proceedings is that talk out of him is that Bomber's a rat and, you know, basically, you know, is that face-saving? You know, we'll see from the evidence. Did he have actually was he tricked into maybe being part of this plot to uh, which the, the UK state says was to hand over weapons to the NCA in order to facilitate yeah. Bomber with a lesser sentence. Did he not know about it? Did he know about it? Was he on I the other end of the phone? It'd be interesting to see that. But certainly for face-saving exercises in leash Prison where he's serving a sentence, he has been doing a lot of bitching about Bomber.
2: So, exactly. And uh, you can understand why because if you see the level of sentence that people have, have, have received in UK courts for um, we go back to Lee Cullen that, that we've spoken mm. about before who received two, like a 20-year, 20 21-year sentence for um, no more firearms than are being referred to in this case. So there can be huge sentences in those UK courts. So Padder Keating, um, while he would be in theory beginning to come towards the end of a sentence over here, um, he could be facing another, you know, absolutely more than a decade or even more in, in prison in the UK. Um, it's interesting, you see, uh, as you will know, the term rat mm. is the most uh, loaded term. So
0: gangland,
2: offensive if you're in gangland. If you're in gangland. So what um, What do we always hear, right? You always hear um, if, if people... You know, you speak to people involved in criminality and organized criminality, they're always accusing each other. Yeah, if they fall out, it's because the other's a rat. So, and then you have people that clearly are what's called rats, like Jonathan Dowdle, who make a statement and then are brought to court and Mm. read out this statement, right? And everybody knows they're, you know, they are what they are. It's very clear what they are. But there's always this underlying belief that people are doing these deals, isn't it? You just hear it every single time you speak to somebody they'll say oh no your man is giving the cops this he's telling him this but he's not making a statement or he's not doing this. And I I think though there's different
0: you know, there's different leagues of
2: ratting. Yeah, 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 it yeah, is, yeah, right? So,
0: I mean, if we take this, and again, these are allegations so far, they yeah. haven't been proved before the courts, but if we just take it hypothetically yeah, yeah. that a gang were to give up some weapons, give up the location of weapons yeah. in order to um, have a lesser sentence yeah. for the gang boss. just
2: clearly the charge. That's what level
0: of? of ratting is that? It's cooperating somewhat yes. with the authorities, but to your own benefit. I mean, real pure scale yeah. 10 ratting is yeah. when, is the is the yeah. doubt dowd- all example. Yeah. When you give evidence and yeah. you give statements against people and all the rest of it. Would this just look like a little bit of one of the tools of the trade or does it look like pure ratting? Well, or is there an element of when even there's a sniff of a little bit of ratting, everyone jumps on it? Well,
2: <laughs> I mean, we probably shouldn't be calling people rats because they're actually helping the, uh, <laughs> the conviction <laughs> like of dangerous dangerous <laughs> to criminals, but in in that world, yes, you know, al- although it's clear, everybody believes everybody's doing it to a degree. And I would think they probably are, if they reach a certain level, people have these informal arrangements, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But for a lot, for so- many people in the criminal underworld, they will believe any help to the, police or authorities is absolutely as taboo as it can possibly get. Like, if you look back at... But only when others are doing it. See, it's a load of bullshit if you ask me. Because
0: it's a very easy one for them to look down their noses on others doing it. But they're all at it in the end of the day. Everybody's doing a little bit. It's like this country, everyone likes to be a little bit... We like a little bit of illegal... Kind of, yeah, but the, are, are to be allowed. For, we like a little bit of authorities turning a blind eye on us. If we speed a little bit, we're happy with that, and we don't think we should be.
2: Yeah, know, like people don't, people, people,
0: yeah. you know, you like a little bit of everything. We're just that's our in our, yeah, it, blood. I think. Well, I, I, but I think that it's it's it is a very fake thing. This whole omerta and this whole idea of you don't rat, you don't tout, and all the rest of it. Now, touting is maybe a different level. That's really where it becomes serious when you're talking about... No, when you're giving information that the authorities don't have on somebody else in order to have them jailed. But, I mean, this kind of thing... it's easy for other gangs to look down their noses on this and to well, it's a touch, claim that they wouldn't do it, but they bloody well would. They all would.
2: Well, it's a touch of it's cute, no honour. Uh, what do you speak called cute terrorism? Yes, it? that it's they used for to that. In, in Irish, you know, in Irish yeah. politics, uh, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, type yeah. of thing. However, that's the, I suppose the other point would be some people are getting are getting shot in the mid-range criminality for far less. Um, that, that um, other people are being held to this disimmersive. And there is always this belief. Of course they are. Yeah, uh, I mean, they even speaking to a guard or, you know, a family member saying something to a guard, people have been shot for way less. Oh,
0: 100%. And I mean, even the idea of it being in existence is yeah. about control and yeah. nothing else. And it's about keeping the top guys in their place Yeah. and having everybody else underneath them. It's it's the structure of that society, really. Yeah. It's a kind of an illogical thing in one way. Um, and the belief in it down the the ranks that if you you know what I mean it is punishable by death as such. Yeah. But then guys at the top can do this little deal and yeah uh, you know that's okay.
2: Well, I think that's what's really happening. It's it's that these guys who reach the top or reach close to the top, um, they are tend to be manipulative people who always will uh, look after number one, hmm. and they don't have that code of honor and, and that code rule with fear. Yeah, and that code of honor is probably, uh, if you want to call it that, is probably carried out by the soldiers who are who are who are expected to take lengthy prison sentences on the chin and not say a word um, in order to protect the bosses. And mm. of course, we saw that in in the in the U.S. mafia, where people even exist, people when they were pleading guilty, even if they gave no evidence, yeah, um, against anybody but just merely pled guilty and said, yes, I was a member of the mafia. They were excommunicated. That mm. happened to soldiers in the mafia for for decades. Mm. But once they started to penetrate the absolute upper echelons, the, the top guys all became rats really, really quickly for the most. And
0: that's kind of, in a way, the beauty of what EncroChat was. Yeah. That, that idea that, you know, police were able to listen in live over a period of a number of months to exactly what was going on. And they will all tell you in every country that they got their eyes opened to exactly what was going on. One of the big takeaways was that this group might be feuding with this group, but when it comes to business, they're all working together. Yeah. So that's a load of bullshit as well, that yeah. you can't, you know, you can't work together. You're these mortal enemies. Yeah. You're only mortal enemies on the face of it. Yeah. When it comes to business and money, you're working together. I mean, that has been a huge take takeaway from those... Um, you know, those those hacks. Along with the fact that uh, there's just such a level of criminality going yeah, on yeah. And, and the normality of the conversations that happen in the middle of these sort of plots to murder being, you know, drawn up. They're also talking about what they're getting their kids from Santa and yeah. various things like that. So it's... Um,
2: except in Ireland, of course.
0: Except of course. in Ireland because nobody used chat phones here and we had nothing to see. There was nothing to do. <laughs> I'm actually really interested in a new BBC uh podcast Clodas actually on to them to see if we can talk to somebody in relation to it. They've done one of the new gangster series on Chat. Yeah. Like it's my dream podcast, it's, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it is. is. And I, I just it'll be just interesting to see exactly the levels of uh arrests. I mean, they're up to three thousand I think charges they have against maybe three thousand individuals in the UK and the North. So you can it just, just stops at the border.
2: Yeah. Well, nothing. it could be, yeah, it could be great. Silence. It could be a great dream podcast after, of course. Our guys just are so good. Or the 10 different categories of rat you could do as well now, since <laughs> you you're making
0: that. Yeah, no, I am. I you're am. I do think, think the there's levels of ratting. I think no. there has to be levels of everything and there's levels of ratting.
2: There is, but it's it's definitely, it's a great insight into, into how these people think. Yeah. And, you know, what, remember, Bomber Kavanagh, uh, this could only benefit Bom- Bomber Kavanagh, at this stage, it didn't benefit Liam Byrne,
0: and Liam Byrne this. is, you know, found guilty, and this is facing a pretty lengthy period in in jail. He's in his mid forties now.
2: Exactly. You know, so, children, and in order to get it's maybe a slightly reduced sentence, Bomber Kavanaugh has put five other people. Is it including um, his son, including his son, including his right hand man, Pater Keating, including his brother in law, Liam Byrne. He's putting them in great legal peril, mm-hmm. and. You know, the Anchor Chat cases have zipped through the English courts with very little problems. There was some discussion in, in, in the courts about getting all that information handed over. And no doubt anybody who pleads not guilty will challenge some of that evidence and the proof of how it can be proven that this is Lean Byrne talking or this is not Lean Byrne making these texts. But those Anchor Chat cases, really, they have not collapsed in the UK at all. And they're certainly... in big legal peril you would have to say at this point.
0: And my information is to save the best to last because there's a lot of corruption as well has been discovered there. And uh in particular Liverpool. Yeah. Um a concentration on Liverpool, there will be a question in the aftermath of it. Is Liverpool on the verge of becoming or being a narco state?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an extraordinary, and, and and at the same time, it isn't because Liverpool has been such a significant place, as significant really as Amsterdam yeah. in the growth of organised crime over the past, you know, five decades.
2: Yeah, and of course, as a, a port city, I mean, I think that mm. that is what connects it with um, other places like Antwerp and mm. And other places across the world that have become real hubs for organized crime, because just the sheer movement of of container ships in and out of that yeah. port have. But that's gone on, as you said. That's gone goes goes way back. Goes I mean, way, way back, back yeah. to the to post war even. Yeah. Um, Liverpool is always because of that movement of people and movement of goods that's always been a focus for organised criminality Have you been to Liverpool? I have been to Liverpool Yeah, yeah. I haven't I'm going to go actually, Beautiful beautiful yeah, city so
0: I so believe No I wouldn't actually mind going and, and to, yeah. you know doing a little bit of uh, podcasting from there uh, it's always been on my mind if I can find the time um, I'd like to do that this year it's one of my you yeah. could list things for
2: 2024. Right absolutely yeah. regenerated that whole area part of the city. Yeah. Really, really interesting, really good. Um
0: so I might do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, um uh, no, not because, nothing. No, no, just nothing. mere survival and just keep no, I'm gonna to plan to do the same thing I six, do.
0: Would you get to six kilometers on the jogging? Oh
2: would you even try? No, I'm gonna to continue to maintain my five kilometers and go to lunch at 102. 2024 is looking very similar to 2023
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's your all hope. good that's your hope and your desire that yeah. be, everything will just stay exactly exactly
2: Yeah, same. until yeah I shuffle off this mortal cause <laughs>
0: okay but well, don't do that too soon because I no. have a lot of work to do
2: okay thanks Nicola
0: you've been listening to Crime World a podcast from sundayworld.com produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me Nicola Talent. research assistant is Clodamini If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free SundayWorld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro?